0: Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy G.D. In this special episode, guys, I'm calling it Draymond Strikes Again, literally. Yes, we're talking about Draymond Green, the hit he had on Joseph Nurkic, and the suspension that follows. Well, I'll talk, I'll cover it from A to Z, so <laughs> just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay guys, it's your boy GD back with the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. And this episode, this will be a special episode actually. I was thinking of what to name this and it really became crystal clear to me. So we're going to call this Draymond Strikes Again, literally. So on that note guys, let us get into it. Your buddy and my Draymond Green. Guys, you know, I've talked about it maybe the past couple of episodes. Not the last one, but the two prior. And guys, I said it was just a matter of time for something to pop off where he just can't help himself. And lo and behold, December 14th. So let's talk about it. On December 14th, on a Tuesday night, Golden State's playing the Phoenix Suns at Phoenix in a actually competitive game. And then when we got to the third quarter with Golden State actually up 65-60, to right about the eight twenty-three mark, the ball goes loose. So Draymond Green, who was guarding Joseph Nurkic at the time, both guys go for the loose ball. And Draymond with Joseph Nurkic supposedly grabbing his hip. So Draymond flails his arms and actually does like a 180 and turns around and strikes Nurkic right in the face. Dropping him right to the ground. Then you have the refs. They're going to review it. Review the play. And then remember Draymond Green. He's a recidivist, guys. He's done this before. So the refs review it. Of course, they're taking this history into account and everything else. They review the play and they deem it a flagrant two-foul, which means he is automatically ejected from the game. Guys, this makes his 19th ejection of his career. And with that ejection, actually, Draymond immediately runs off the court. He doesn't do the... You know, bring on the booze and all that stuff. He immediately runs off the court. I think in that instance, he pretty much knows I messed up. I crossed the line that it's probably going to cost me some gains. And I thought that was very significant. Him just running off the court. Because he knew I'm in trouble this time. So with that said, the game actually was on TNT. But the regular guys, Ernie, Kenny shaq and charles they weren't actually doing it that night because ernie johnson was getting inducted into the sportscasters hall of fame and big up to ernie johnson for getting that honor after 32 years of doing what he does so the regular guys weren't there so you had adam Lefko, who he's back now he just him and his wife had a baby congratulations to them so it was Lefko in Ernie's chair, and you had Grant Hill, Vince Carter, and Jamal Crawford on the panel. Of course, they talked about the game. Oh, by the way, Phoenix ended up winning that game against the Golden State Warriors. So the guys are talking about it, and of course, everyone's surprised. Me, not so much, but everyone's surprised. And the one thing Grant Hill said that I kind of hark to is, you can't keep doing these sort of things. And guys, you know, I've been echoing this for the longest time. You cannot continue this behavior. And of course, I've been saying the last couple of times I talked about him. He has an anger problem, guys. He needs anger management. That's what he needs. A lot of guys, you know, talked about it. And Jamal Crawford, who's one of the nicest guys on a panel, he couldn't even defend him. And then the following day, on first take, you heard a somber Stephen A. Smith talk about the incident and how he couldn't defend the action. And also, his career could be in jeopardy now. Maybe this is his last season with Golden State, all those sort of things. I'm going to circle back to him because I need to say something about him. But I'll circle back to that when we talk about the suspension. And, oh, also, he said he was uncomfortable saying that Draymond has problems. I'm using air quotes and that he has anger issues again, using air quotes. So that was his take on it. Brian, Winhorse was on the show as well, he's basically said, well, he said a number of things, but what stood out to me was he's crushing his team right now, which he is. I make no mistake about that. He's really hindering his team. And you got to remember, Golden State Warriors have the highest payroll in the NBA, which means the owner over there is paying the highest tax on his payroll. So you have that dynamic. Also bear in mind that this season thus far in games without Draymond Green, the team is two and five. So you have that dynamic. The fact of when he's not there, the team suffers on the court and also he said draymond doesn't exactly portray himself as a sympathetic figure oh and let me just circle to what steve kerr said immediately after the game and draymond who wasn't supposed to be in a press conference after the game but you know him he likes to talk so i think he may have did himself more harm than good by what he said steve kerr said he didn't see the incident although the incident happened right in front of the Gold State Warrior bench. So much so, you saw one of the guys on their bench like, oh my goodness. But supposedly Steve Kerr didn't see it. And then he also said, you can't lose your poise like that. He's too important to the team. But here's the whole problem with that. You guys enabled him. You guys treated him with kid gloves. And when you do that, this is what you get as a result, guys. You get a person who, again, I talked about this, no accountability whatsoever and no remorse whatsoever, no regrets about his actions. So you kind of can't have it both ways here. If you dealt with him with a heavy hand, especially during the Jordan Poole incident where he punched out his teammate, I know people going to say, in hindsight, look at how foolish Jordan Poole is acting in Washington. And actually, me and my boy went back and forth on this friend of the show, D. And me and him is on opposite positions on this. He thought Jordan Poole deserved what he got. Me, not so much. You can't punch out a teammate when they're talking crap. That's the one area we agree to disagree. But I digress. So, again, going back to Steve Kerr and the GOAT State Warriors. They should have dealt that situation with a heavy hand. And they didn't do that. There lies your problem. And then Draymond, he goes and talks to the media, which again, I don't think he should have did, but he did. And here's what he says. I usually don't apologize for things I intend to do, but I apologize to Yusuf. And he pretty much called it unintentional. And he said it was bad luck what happened. Draymond, Draymond, Draymond. First of all, the beginning of that statement is what irks me. I usually don't apologize for things I intend to do. Like that's a weakness or something. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you're wrong. Even when you intended to do it. There's no wrong in that. So this whole notion of you being this guy who not going to apologize even for intentional actions. You got to be a grown up, Draymond. What are you doing here? Now what was even more damning is what Joseph Nurkic said. He said, that brother needs help, and also he's glad he didn't choke me. Think about those statements, guys. Here you are, a professional basketball player, and this is what you have to say coming out of a game, that you glad that your opponent didn't choke you? If this was MMA or wrestling or anything like that, that's a statement we can look at and understand. This is the game of basketball. No one should have to make that statement there. And that's the problem. And I'm pretty sure the league heard that and had a raised eye about it. And then Kevin Durant, here's what he said. I don't think it was immediately after a game, but I think it was the next day. But here's what he said. That's not the Draymond I know. Hope he gets the help he needs. You now have it from two different people. And Kevin Durant is not a guy who speaks on of a player, especially to kind of diss them and so forth and even with his own team you know a lot of people especially when he was with the Nets wanted him to speak to Kyrie when Kyrie was going through his stuff and he always refused so the fact that he's in front of a microphone he said this about Draymond that's not good guys that's not good so you have all of this cumulative stuff happening here oh let me go back to first take Also on that Wednesday morning was Mad Dog Chris Russo. And this is what he said. Your everyday fan, basically your fans outside of Golden State, are sick of Draymond Green. They're sick of him and his antics. And they're pretty much done with him. Because, you know, he has a national radio show. So he's hearing from all these different people and so forth. Jay Williams was also on there. And he said that he's not only a danger to himself, but to others. And that's true. And then I the couple of those guys there. Rob Parker called Steve Curran enabler, which he is. I just spoke about that. And that the Players Association needs to do something in this matter, they need to intervene in some sort of way. And then also, two guys, a side note. Andre Iguodala is actually the interim director of the Players Association, rather. So, you have somebody who was Draymond's teammate. So, take that for what it's worth, you know. I'm sure that plays into things. And then remember, Joe Dumas himself, the czar of discipline and all those sort of things. He has a personal relationship with Draymond Green. Draymond Green was around those Piston teams... The ones that Joe Dumars was the general manager of. The ones that went to the finals back-to-back and won one final against the L.A. Lakers. So Draymond was around those guys there as a youngster, of course. So Dumars has a close relationship with him. So you bear that in mind. And then my guys on the Give and Go show, Rick Kamler and Antonio Daniels. They talked about the incident as well. And they were pretty much livid. Rick Kamler, who loves everybody, he was done with Draymond. And Antonio Daniels, he just... Here's what he said. Draymond's intent, whatever it was, really doesn't matter. It's the incident itself. And why it's going to be dealt with a heavy hand. So with all that said, Joe Dumas makes his decision. And he hands down an indefinite suspension to Draymond Green. The big question... What does that look like? Is it eight games? Is it 10 games? Is it 20 games? Of course, there's going to be thresholds that he must reach, criteria that he must fulfill, including getting help, counseling also. That's in there. So it's these all these different things that has to be reached in order for him to get back on the court. Could it take half a season? Could it take all of the season? We don't know. And... That afternoon, after it was handed down, I listened to Give and Go again. Antonio Daniels pretty much called it, and Rick Hamler agreed, a cop-out. Because they were more definitive about it concerning Ja Moran and, of course, his 25-game suspension, of which he will be available next week. And then Kyrie Irving with the situation with what he posted on social media and so forth. But it's still where it's really no accountability. Sure, it's indefinite and all those sort of things. But what is the end game here? Of course, you know, I had to listen to the different shows and so forth. The Odd Couple there, they talked about it. Chris Boussard said the late David Stern wouldn't even go for this. It wouldn't even got this far. He would have nipped it in the bud. Gave him his suspension. Boom. And could have very well given him a season long one. But he did give kudos to Adam Silver for putting forth this suspension. And then Rob Parker, he calls this, because remember he's called Steve Curran an enabler. This is an indictment on the Golden State franchise. Which I wholeheartedly agree. They now are not in a position of doing much of anything concerning discipline of Draymond. They're not in that business right now anyway. And then you have First Take, which have Stephen A. Smith on, Kendrick Perkins is on there, and Brian Windhorst. This is what Stephen A. Smith pretty much said. It's unfortunate, but unexcusable concerning Draymond's actions, but it's well-deserved. And he's uncomfortable, again, now he's uncomfortable with the words indefinite. And he said he's lucky that David Stern isn't the current commissioner. I want to circle back to just his somber tone. And here's what I want to say concerning Stephen A. Smith. You need to keep that same energy that you had for Zion when you said the man was so fat and you was fat shaming him. Keep that same energy when you said the man will eat the table. That's how fat he is. That's how greedy he is. Keep that same energy. But no, you don't have that energy for Draymond. Why? Because, and I heard this with a lot of the guys making their statements anyway, that he's a good guy, personable, so far. So you have this relationship with him, but you're unwilling to go there with him and call a spade a spade. I've been yelling from the rooftops the man has an anger issue, that he needs anger management. Nobody's willing to touch that. Now, everybody's like, yeah, he needs to deal with his anger so far. And Stephen A. still won't even say that. So, this whole notion you could be bombastic about Zion, and then you have this kind of timid sort of take on Draymond. That's the duplicity that people talk about when they talk about you. That's duplicitous. The fact that you can rail against Zion. Even so much so the man's stepfather had to call you and, and kind of check you. That's what I'm talking about with this guy Stephen A. But I'll leave it alone there. Kendrick Perkins. He said it was fair on both sides. He Say he's lucky it's just an indefinite suspension. Which a lot of people are pretty much saying. With an indefinite suspension... It now leaves the ball in Draymond's court. What are you going to do concerning getting the help you need and so forth? And he said something, too, that I'll say it now and then I'll circle back to it. The best player on the team isn't always the vocal leader. Steph Curry is the best player, yet Draymond Green is the vocal leader. So file that away for now. Brian Windhorst, he pretty much said it's no longer about the punishment. But it's about finding a cause. And they're hoping that this is his last suspension. Meaning that he go gets the help he needs and he doesn't run into these issues here. And he also says that the Golden State Warriors, they're no longer in control of what happens to Draymond. And it's kind of what I just said a minute ago. They're no longer in a position to discipline him or anything like that. You had your chance and you blew it. Now the league has had to come and clean up your mess for you. And also that Draymond has run out of defenders. Because even when he choked Rudy Gobert, you had guys defending him for that. Because, of course, Rudy Gobert kind of broke the unwritten rule of grabbing a opposing player. So people kind of went to his defense in that regard. But you still can't choke out a guy. I mean, come on. And then Steve Smith, the basketball player. He was on NBA TV, and he said that indefinitely to him means forever, potentially, if he doesn't get his act together. And that could be kind of true. If he doesn't get his stuff together, how are you going to allow him back on the court? So there's a bit of truth to that as well. So you have all these different perspectives. And then Joe Dumars himself came on the first take show pretty much defending the reason that it's indefinite suspension, saying they're more concerned about Draymond getting the help he needs and so forth. And then the final thing I'll probably talk about is this. In the aftermath of this, Stephen A. Smith calls into question Steph Curry's leadership. And he says, if this was LeBron James, we'd be holding him to a higher standard. Why we don't hold Steph Curry to that same standard? This is where I circle back to what Kendrick Perkins said. Kendrick Perkins, a former player in the NBA, and he himself said the best player isn't always the vocal leader. And I believe that about the Gold State Warriors. Steph Curry isn't going to be that guy getting in guys' face and telling them what to do so forth. And Stephen A. actually pointed out the fact that uh, Steph Curry went to Jordan Poole while he's on the team and kind of got on his case there. I think that's more of a one-and-done because of how Jordan Poole was. He has jerk tendencies. So Steph Curry isn't that vocal leader, and he's your best player. So And that's okay. That's fine that he's not a vocal leader. That's, that's perfectly fine. I've seen it here in New York where Patrick Ewing wasn't the vocal leader. We had other guys that was leaders in that locker room. And that was fine. That was okay. In fact, that team that went to 1999 NBA Finals, you know, it wasn't the vocal leader there. It was guys like Larry Johnson. It was guys like Sprewell. Those guys were kind of the leaders at that point. But this whole notion that the best player should be the vocal leader, that's not true. And furthermore, What if Steph Curry did have a conversation with Draymond? It's just that the cameras weren't rolling and nobody's reporting on it. Is that a possibility? Absolutely, 100%. So with that said, Steve Kerr fired back at the notion of Steph Curry not being a good leader. And he called it disgusting. And it sounds like the rantings of someone who's in need of clicks. To which Stephen A. Smith took exception to that. He clapped back. Saying that, first of all, he tried to double back and say he didn't call Steph Curry a bad leader. Which he pretty much did. And that he doesn't need clicks because he has to remind the world he has the number one sports talk show on TV and so forth. Which, to me, is kind of shows your insecurity about yourself and that you can't stand on what you said. That I'll just leave it at that. So, in totality, guys, this situation here... Not good. Definitely not good. And listen, as a fan of basketball, I would like to see the man get help. I would like to see him change his ways in that regard and deal with what he's dealing with. Because there is something that's going on beneath it all. There's something going on here and that he needs to get to the bottom of. You know, of course, on social media, people are like, oh, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just... He just gets a little worked up or, oh, this is child's play compared to the 80s and 90s. Again, I say you're in a different time and space now. You're in a more image conscious NBA where this sort of stuff matters. And the fact that that game was on national television, even more so, the NBA had to do something and had to do something substantial. Thus, the indefinite suspension. Can I predict when he'll be back? I wish I could, guys. I can't. It all lies with Draymond. What does Draymond want to do? I know one thing. Steve Kerr is really going to have to really earn that coaching check because you're going to be without a guy who's instrumental to your success. You got a promising young guy in Jonathan Kaminga. You're going to have to just rework the offense retool the defense and you're just going to have to figure out how to continue life without Draymond for the foreseeable future all right guys so I'm going to leave it there you know we'll see what happens with this guy all right guys I'm going to end it right here and once again thank you as always for listening to the podcast it's much appreciated I had to do this special episode because the news just came down I had to hear from the different talking heads and kind of formulate my thoughts that way. And boom, here you go. Here's the episode. So, with that said, guys, I'll be back again. And then also, uh, sleep in peace for Hall of Famer George McGinnis. I'm hoping to do a couple of player spotlights coming up. I hope to get those done. Maybe coming into the new year, I'll work on those. There's a few players that I need to talk about. So I'll work on that. And of course, your weekly highlights as always. So with that said, I thank you for listening as always. And we'll talk soon. Take care. Hello, my peeps. Thank you for listening and supporting the All Things Basketball with GD podcast. You can find us on our website AllThingsBasketballWithGD.com. You can also email us at that dude gd at gmail.com. Also, listen and watch us on YouTube. All Things Basketball GD. Hit the like button when you see our videos. Also, write a blurb about our show. You can listen to us on all podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple. Leave a review for us at Apple. On the website, you can support us by hitting the buy me a coffee button, support on anchor button, or donate on PayPal. You can also support us by our cash app, GD That Sports Dude. Once again, I thank you for listening and supporting the show, and do take care.